Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Football Power Hour. I am your host, A-Train and Andy Blake, and you can catch me over on the Dynasty DNA main show weekly, where I'm with my good buddies and co-hosts, TJ Ty and Muscles Ryan Mail. So let's go ahead. We're going to talk about the Week 10 review here, and we'll just hop right into it. Uh, a game that was kind of low scoring and a bit disappointing. That's going to be the Colts and Patriots. And uh, first off, I want to kind of talk about Mac Jones here. So is Mac Jones just bad? Um, I, I, he's probably going to be a backup. I think that is coming. Uh, bench for Bailey Zappi, of course. But I don't think Bailey Zappi is the answer. So let's not you know, throw our eggs in that basket because I don't think Bailey Zappi is that good at all. Uh, they're just not really not really fitting like this whole offense this isn't fitting it isn't clicking together uh when your best receiver is a five foot seven five foot eight guy out of liberty who you know in demario douglas let's not take anything away very quick uh does get off the line very well but when that's your number one guy it's not good that's not good for any quarterback i mean even if you're freaking patrick mahomes like it's just not a good situation and this is where I do believe this could be the end of the Bill Belichick era. I mean, I love Bill Belichick, but I, th I think it might be time to move on. I think a lot of New England fans would agree with that. Uh, I think it's just bad that he's even had these GM capabilities. They haven't been drafting super well. Uh, I know they're dealing with Gonzalez, who I do think, you know, could be a really good cornerback here. Um, obviously, going on IR, they, they waived Jack, Jack Jones. I mean, that... That was a bit of a surprise to me. Um, but just, I I mean, you look at guys like Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Kayshawn Boutte, just, he was kind of, Boutte had his promise, it looked like, at, at certain times, but a guy that's always hurt, I don't know if there's something up with the ankle, knee, or whatever's going on with Boutte, but just kind of underperformed. Uh, and we even seen that, through the draft process where he really fell in drafts. Um, and then Juju's just never really lived up. I mean, he had good season in Pittsburgh, the opposite side, Antonio Brown, but just nothing really that special. Um, and you just look around at like Hunter Henry, not very athletic. I think Mike Gesicki's a better tight end than Hunter Henry, but seems like Hunter Henry's kind of been the, the go-to tight end here, getting lucky with some touchdowns. And then uh, they bring in Zeke, which Zeke has actually, I think, looked okay. A little bit surprised how, how Zeke's looked here. And uh, Ramadre has been a bit disappointing where he's not getting his 80 targets this season. It, it's just not going to happen. But this is an offense where the line's bad, and a lot of these guys just aren't fitting what the New England way, what they usually do. I mean, Demario Douglas is probably the best, the best of what they are planning to do with the being quick, you know, getting off the line fast, just a quick feet. And that, that's what he is, but it's not a number one. I mean, it's, it's just not. So uh, it's just not good news for Mac here. They're going to have a very high pick. Do they take a quarterback? I don't know. We'll see, but um, it's, it's a bit, bit concerning for Mac Jones here, but I'm going to say that he will still be a backup, if not the starter next year. And he'll be in the league a while. I mean, that's just Mac Jones. I, I don't think he's completely horrible. 
Uh, going to the other side here, uh, let's talk the Colts. And uh, I hope you bought Jonathan Taylor at a discount, if there was a discount, because he's seen 88% of the snap share, uh, 23 for 69 in a touchdown. Zach Moss, only a 16% snap share. Guys, we've really seen this coming. I mean, all of us over at Dynasty DNA and uh, if you guys been listening, I mean, obviously you probably knew it was coming as well. Uh, Zach Moss's snaps have been going down and Jonathan Taylor has been going up. And I mean, could we not see this coming? I mean, this is a guy that they just paid and he's going to put them in the best position to win football games. And I know Zach Moss has played well, but I mean, you got a 24 year old back. You spent second round capital on him. Uh, he's had monster seasons already, and it's just its a Jonathan Taylor show here. So if you have him, be very happy. It's going to be that way going forward here and can give you a good good run here during the playoffs. I mean, honestly, he's a type of player that to me is somewhat matchup proof. Like Jonathan Taylor can go off at any given time and only 24 years old. If there's any kind of a discount still out there, anybody – Believing that Zach Moss is going to take away carries, uh, go out and make an offer for him. I mean, the worst they can do is decline it and say no. So let's go ahead. Let's move on to the Cleveland-Baltimore game. And uh, a bit of breaking news here. We'll just jump right into it. Deshaun Watson's actually going to be out for the rest of the season here uh, dealing with fractures in his shoulder. Let's see. Deshaun Watson, he still wasn't playing great, but it was nice to see Deshaun Watson running a little bit, right? I mean, that's kind of really what we wanted out of him, but this is very bad news, though. Very bad, because we haven't seen a full year of Deshaun Watson since back in 2020, where he was quarterback five. I mean, put up a monster season, but you know, was out in 2021. Obviously, the suspension in 22 here, the first, I believe, of the 11 games. I mean, he only played six games and only going to play six games in 23 here. So we're working on three years of football and only playing 12 total games. I mean, that, that's a big, big concern. And it's got to be an even bigger concern for the Browns because they're tied up 230 million guaranteed in this quarterback. Not looking like a top-end quarterback like they hoped for. So this is really bad news for the Browns and uh, really just unfortunate because they have a really good defense. Really good defense. I mean, you know, Super Bowl-capable defense if Deshaun Watson could have been anything or just, I mean, what he was doing. You know, they ended up winning that Baltimore game, which... uh you could really say with the defense as well, but yeah, tough news. Tough news for the Browns, tough news for Deshaun Watson. A player that I really do like, though, and I don't know right where his value is, but I think you could maybe get him for a second, and that's Jerome Ford. I think he's a real tough player, and uh, it does suck because Kareem Hunt is taking away some of that goal line work. But, I mean, if you look at it, he is getting majority of the snaps here. I mean, against Arizona, 64%, and even against Baltimore here, uh, 64%, where he did put up over 100 yards. Uh, like I said, just a very, very fast, hard-nosed player. 
and Kareem Hunt, or I'm sorry, Nick Chubb, it does look like the surgery went well. I did see something update about that yesterday, so should be back, but when's he going to be back? I mean, I would imagine he starts next year on the pup, so it could most definitely be the Jerome Ford show starting out next year, so this could be, even as of yet, a little bit of a discount because if he comes out here and continues to play well, which he does get Pittsburgh coming up this week now, Pittsburgh has given up some big games to running backs, but Cam Hayward is back, who's a very good run-stopping defensive lineman. So just be be aware of that. But Jerome Ford did play him with the unfortunate Nick Chubb injury. Uh, he did see 106 yards against him. So he had a really good game and then ended up scoring on the uh, on the catch play too. So... I think Jerome Ford's a real sneaky buy where people might want to be trying to sell him to get out because Nick Chubb's coming back next year. But that was a very, very bad injury for Nick. And, I mean, Jerome Ford fits this offense. It'll be year three, so he could definitely have some relevance next year. That's, that, that's about it for the Browns. I mean, you're really – I mean, this Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, and Ajoka, they're all – probably going to take a hit because it looks like Dorian Thompson Robinson is going to actually be the starter over PJ Walker um DTR is a guy that yeah he's athletic but is he ever really gonna be that guy I, I don't know we'll see he's a rookie and this is going to be a tough matchup here against Pittsburgh coming into week 11 here in I could see it being more of a defensive game and just running both teams. I mean, to be honest, Kenny Pickett's not that good either, uh, which is really unfortunate. Of course, if you know know me, I'm a Steelers fan, but Kenny Pickett is definitely not the answer. Going to the Baltimore side of the ball, I thought Lamar Jackson played actually a really, really bad game. But yeah, he does have the two interceptions, but just if you looked at him, uh, he missed Zay flowers downfield would have been a touchdown uh miss bateman really bad on a go route was really underthrown right around the second quarter uh just in the middle of the field he does okay i mean he can he can throw some really nice balls but outside of the numbers i he's it's not there it's not there he cannot consistently throw well outside of the numbers i've watched lamar jackson you know ever since he was a rookie and I'm, I'm not saying he's the worst passer in the league by any means. I mean, I'd rather have him than Kenny Pickett, but <laughs> I'm just a lot of people crown him, you know, as this like elite passer. And he is not. Uh, it's a lot of middle of the field for him. And that's where you're going to continue to see him get his work done. Thought he took a lot of unnecessary sacks. He's been real streaky this year, and I believe he is he's quarterback five. But the last three weeks have really struggled. I mean, he's only thrown for 157 yards against Arizona, which they they did want to establish the run, and that's what they kind of been doing with the upcoming here of Keaton Mitchell, who I think is just kind of lightning in a bottle. Watched a lot of his film. Very fast, very fast guy, but that's he's kind of a one-trick pony. Uh, 187 against Seattle and 223 against Cleveland, but it's just not been pretty. It's not been pretty for Lamar at all. Uh, we'll continue to see. I think he continues to be streaky. I definitely do. Zay Flowers, 
I think he becomes a good buy for rebuilders, depending on what you have to give up, because I've seen enough out of Zay that I know he's a good player, and he definitely belongs in the league. Smaller guy, but just with these inconsistencies, he may never be um, what his ceiling could actually be, in Baltimore at least. A very just quick and twitchy guy, but I... Let's see how they continue to manufacture plays for Zay because he's definitely the best they have on the team. I mean, Odell's Odell's never really been, I think, lived up to after that catch, in my opinion. Uh, and dealt has dealt with injuries as well. It's nice to actually see Odell still on the field, but it's kind of overrated, in my opinion. Uh, let's go ahead. Let's move on to the Houston-Cincinnati game where... We got to see C.J. Stroud once again, guys. I, Oh, my gosh. I think this guy's the real deal. Uh, I really do. Another very solid performance. Just clutch. Once again, drove him down at the end of the game. Get him in field goal range. And uh, they ended up winning a game. So that's it's kind of funny because we always kind of said, like, well, first is comp is this guy. It's this guy. Now we're all kind of saying, like, it. You know, his, his best comp of outcomes here, like the ceiling's Joe Burrow, but ended up beating Joe Burrow. Now, if you watch the game, Tyler Boyd definitely didn't help matters where he did drop a touchdown at the, towards the end of the game there. I mean, I, that stuff happens, but let's go back here to C.J. Stroud, though. Do we remember the Wonderlook score? I wonder how much that matters. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people, especially on Twitter. This is why I don't post a lot on Twitter. Can't stand it. I like my own opinion. I like watching everything myself. Uh, You know, and I'm somebody that I do listen to other podcasts. I do listen to other shows. I enjoy it. There are certain people that I've met. uh, I just enjoy their voice, I guess, you know. But one thing I do is I watch. I go back. I watch everything myself. Uh, I analyze everything myself. I put out shows myself. And then I listen to other people's thoughts. Try to listen to if they have a different opinion than I do. Uh, Just because I am a very open-minded person. And I'm not always going to be right. I'm definitely not always going to be right. So just jumping into that, though. But this Wonderlook score, it's bullshit, in my opinion. I mean, this guy just continues every week to impress. It just, he's making guys like Noah Brown. I mean, Noah Brown comes out of Dallas. Bigger-bodied guy. Not huge. I mean, we got Tank Dell, who, you know, I have said I do think he's one of, if not the best route runner that came out of that class, but very undersized, very small. Nico Collins, just another guy, but he's making these people very, very relevant. I mean, they're continuing to just produce. I mean, that's why I think C.J. Stroud is a real deal here. He's a leader. Uh, he makes people better around him, you know, and I've compared guys like, Patrick Mahomes, I said he is like the Michael Jordan of the NFL. Uh, Joe Burrow said he's kind of like the LeBron James of the NFL. Not the, I mean, I'm not a LeBron James fan. I am a Joe Burrow fan, but, I mean, just they make guys around them better, and that's talent. That's generational. That's special. Uh, that's just that's something that people dream about, right? I mean, look what Carolina gave up for a guy like Bryce Young, who – Bryce will end up getting a chance here. I mean, they're tied to him, right? They gave up 
uh, next year's pick, first round pick, and more DJ Moore. Um, it, it's just bad news. I mean, he really missed out, and we all called it. It should have been CJ Stroud, and and now we're really seeing why it should have been CJ Stroud. Now I'd be lying to you if I sit here and said I expected this out of CJ Stroud. I did not. I expected like a mm, quarterback 13, 14. Let's see what he does towards the end of the season. My, it took, uh, well, whatever week he played the Colts. That's whenever I seen is okay. I, I seen enough. Okay. Then that's week two. This guy's a real deal. And I know it's the Colts and they've given up some yards, but he's played some tough competition and, and really put up, you know, some really good points here. It's still only two interceptions on the season. But, yeah, I mean, he's a real deal, guys. If there's any way, I mean, I know I traded Lamar Jackson. I traded Lamar Jackson for him, and I got Tajay with C.J. Stroud back. And might have seemed like a bit of an overpay, but I don't think it does today. So I don't be afraid to make some gambles like that. Let's talk about the backfield a little bit. Did Damian Pierce just lose his job to Devin Singletary? And it just seems like Devin Singletary might actually fit this offense better than uh, Damian Pierce does, which is a little disappointing because I was a little higher on Damian Pierce. Pierce had a really good rookie season, but uh, been struggling to stay healthy lately, but just really haven't shown a lot. Singletary just went off. I mean, 30 carries for 150 yards and a touchdown. This was the first 100-yard game for a Texan running back in 17 games. So is it I, – I think it's going to be more of a 50-50 split. I don't necessarily think Singletary is the guy. I think it's going to be a 1A, 1B type role here. And, uh, you know, Devin Singletary may be the 1A. So I, we'll, we'll see here. It's a little disappointing for uh, Damian Pierce guys. You know, anybody has Damian Pierce shares, you got to be a little disappointed. But sure, Devin Singletary isn't on your waiver. If he is, you need to pick him up right away because he is going to be involved. And this is an offense that I think we can all say we want a part of. I mean, Houston Texans five and four, really making a push here. So uh, let's go ahead. Let's talk on Cincinnati side of the ball just real quick. Uh, nothing really to say about Joe Burrow. I mean, he's just Joe Burrow. If you bought low, congratulations. Uh, just sometimes starts out a little, a little slow. I mean, he even did last year, but I personally do. And I know there's analysts out there that don't, I do think that Joe Burrow, his calf was bothering him. And that's a lot of the reason why they were struggling. Was he just in discomfort? Couldn't move around as well, but I mean, you're, we're seeing it now. He's moving around good. He's holding on a little bit longer to get guys open. Chase had the long touchdown, so continue to see really good games out of Joe Burrow here. And uh, should have had three touchdowns. Like I said, Tyler Boyd did drop the one at the end of the game, but still a great performance from Burrow. I do like Tanner Hudson. Uh, I know he's probably, probably a... Uh, name that a lot of people are throwing out possibly I don't know we don't do a waiver wire show because it's I don't know I, I don't really like to just repeat what others are saying and uh, it's kind of why we stick away from waiver wire but I mean if he is on your waiver let's let's pick him up but I wouldn't spend a lot of fab on him these tight ends are just rotating 
I really rather have him stashed in a deep, you know, deep league. Uh, Tanner Hudson here had, I believe, 30, 31% of snaps. I mean, you go, you look at Drew Sample. He had 36% of snaps. And then you throw Irv Smith in there, 33% of snaps. So it's just a complete rotation. But Hudson did see seven targets. And he's somebody that's kind of bounced around. The first time I've ever seen Tanner Hudson actually was... Remember with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I kind of thought, like, wow, this guy might be something. So Drew Sample is more of a blocking tight end, so we can kind of just take him out of the equation. But Tanner Hudson uh, and Irv Smith. Irv Smith somebody who's already missed games this year, and we know just cannot stay healthy. So at that aspect alone in deep leagues, let, let's stash him. But let's just not go crazy and don't don't expect every week seven targets. Uh It'd be nice if he was seeing, you know, a lot more snap share here and uh, could take advantage because we definitely want a part of the Cincinnati offense by by any means. So just that alone, it's worth a little bit. Uh, Let's hop into the 49ers and Jaguars, which don't think anybody really seen this coming. The 49ers have lost, uh, I believe, two straight and going into Jacksonville here. I definitely expected it to be a much closer game. But uh, 34 to 3 definitely was not. And Trevor Lawrence, we'll just start off there, was just, he looked bad, but was under constant pressure. I mean, it, these guys acquiring Chase Young uh, with the other side of Nick Bosa. I mean, these guys were teammates back at Ohio State. I mean, just under constant pressure. It just. Jacksonville was not ready. I don't know. I don't know if they just didn't prepare or what, but they could not stop them, guys. And when you put Trevor Lawrence under a lot of pressure, he makes a lot of bad decisions. He just does. What's my worry meter on Trevor Lawrence? Uh, I think I'm at about a a six and a half, seven. Now, here's the thing. Trevor Lawrence was like the god of college. Yeah. Yeah. We really, we want Trevor Lawrence, but in reality, and he had a good season last year, but is he just a quarterback too? I mean, really, is he? I, I, I think he might be. I really do. I'm very disappointed. So it, wherever you drafted Trevor Lawrence was probably right around that Joe Burrow tier. Uh, just, I don't think he's ever going to be that guy. But I still think there's value to be had. So if you are rebuilding, now this isn't more of a contender move. He he has a capability of going off. We all know that. But if you are rebuilding, I think it's time to knock on doors for Trevor Lawrence because he is only 24 years old. And you're going to find some, you know, guys that have Trevor Lawrence shares that are going to be very just disappointed. I mean, right? They drafted him probably in that... Oh, super flux range. I give it like six to eight, nine, ten ish, right? I mean, now I think it's time to knock on doors and say, hey, if you don't really want Trevor Lawrence, you know, he's only a quarter, he's going to be a quarterback too. Just cash out on him. You, you don't really want him. And maybe you can get a good deal on him. Maybe you can trade a hot name, uh, like a, you know, an aging. I like, eh, I don't really care. You guys know how I feel about Dak. 
he has been he has been hot, but could you trade Dak Prescott straight for, straight up for him? I would do that still. Now, if you're contending, like I said, I don't know if that's a move that you want to make because you're trying to win, right? You're not just trying to always win a trade, but I do think that would be a good move. I mean, Dak's going to be 30. Um, you know, there's some other names out there that maybe you could try to try to move for Trevor. I mean, I would still give up a, a mid first for him, but I don't. I'm just afraid with the name value. You just don't know how he is being valued. But until you knock on the door, you're not going to know. You can assume all you want. Every manager of their fantasy team is different. So I do think it's time to buy low if there is a discount. So let's uh, let's go ahead and talk about the 49ers real quick. Brock Purdy, he's a guy that I've been pushing. And I said, I, I still believe in Brock Purdy. And he's had some bad games, but... This is an offense that fits him so well, so well. And when you have guys like George Kittle, Debo Samuel, uh, Brandon IU, Christian McCaffrey, I mean, it, the wheels are just turning, and he's such a big part of this. And then when you look, as Big E said, Trent Williams, he's such a just he's a first ballot Hall of Fame guy, and you've seen the difference. I mean. Uh, the one quarterback or the cornerback, I can't remember his name, but Trent Williams was running downfield to block. He just turned around and ran. I mean, he made an executive decision. Look, this I ain't, I ain't doing that. I don't blame him. <laughs> Trent Williams was running at me full speed. I'd turn around and run too. But had a monster game here. You know, Brock Purdy. I do think he is a real deal. There was a bit of a window. I do believe to buy Brock, and hopefully you did. I don't think he's ever going to be that, you know, just top-end guy. Uh, he'll never reach, like, the Joe Burrows, the even C.J. Strouds. Like, I, C.J.'s a better player. But Brock Purdy here, where he's at, I believe quarterback 11, I definitely think that that's, you know, really good possibility. I, I can see him, like, that 10 to 15 range. So being only 23 years old, that's a bit of stink on his name, I think, because he was Mr. Irrelevant. But I think he's going to be pretty relevant here with the 49ers in this just great offense. I mean, they got Kyle Shanahan, who's just an absolute genius. So I definitely advise holding your Brock Purdy shares. Don't sell high, quote unquote, or, or anything like that. Like, be happy you got him. He's a great quarterback, too, with quarterback one upside. So... Let's go ahead. Let's hop into this New Orleans-Minnesota game. Uh, had a couple injuries here. Derek Carr does have a concussion, but they are on a bye next week. So be careful just picking up Jameis Winston and assuming he's going to be the starter. Um, You know, Derek Carr with this bye could end up actually, he could end up actually playing here in uh, week 12. Uh, and they do get Atlanta week 12. So just something to kind of keep an eye on here. Uh, another guy that was injured on the other side of the ball here, Alexander Madison was concussion. I think Ty Chandler, in my opinion, looked all right. <sighs> kind of just a guy that mm, I'm not in love with, but I think does fit the offense okay. And they do get Denver here in week 11. But 
Denver's actually been playing pretty strong defense, so this isn't maybe the smash matchup that everybody thinks. We'll continue to see if Denver's Denver does continue to play well. We'll see, but uh, another name that was hurt, KJ Osborne. So we'll see what continues to happen with KJ. Not KJ is going to take a backseat here anyways. Justin Jefferson, I do believe, will return here against the Broncos. So it's going to be the Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, TJ Hawkinson show. And I love TJ Hawkinson coming up this week. I mentioned it on the Dynasty DNA show where Vance Joseph was absolutely horrible against tight ends. TJ Hawkinson coming off a 15-target game. Could easily see 15 targets, I believe, again and smash even more. I mean, over 100 yards and a touchdown is my projection. I think with the upside of 100 yards and two touchdowns. So he's a smash play in this upcoming week. And my bold prediction, I've been saying, I believe TJ Hogson will finish the year as the tight end one and will be valued ahead of the great Sam Laporta and Dalton Kincaid, where I've got to remember with Dalton Kincaid, Dawson Knox will be coming back. Both players, still absolutely phenomenal players, but don't be afraid to take advantage of TJ Hawkinson here. Don't you know, don't forget that name. Very, very good player and still only 26 years old. Uh, in an offense where Josh Dobbs loves to target the tight end. So uh it's gonna be exciting. I know a lot of people here with Justin Jefferson shares, if he does come back, I mean this is great news, especially coming into Reaching into your playoffs where you're trying to get in or you're trying to maybe get the number one, number two seeds. we got to continue to play hard here because a lot of leagues, you know, number one, number two have bye weeks and we can all use a bye week. We all we all have bad weeks. Haven't lost a game in our home dynasty league and I ended up losing to a guy who I think only has two wins, but his team went off. Good for him, though. I mean, it was definitely a good fought battle, but. I know Ty, <laughs> Ty's really, you know, really, really taken over the Dynasty League. Has a lot of, he has a loaded team. And actually last year won every game and won the Super Bowl. So we couldn't let that happen. And I was hoping to maybe repeat what he did, but not happening this year. So let's hop into our home team here, the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, and the Green Bay Packers. So let's just talk about Jordan Love real quick. We seen good Jordan Love this Sunday, in my opinion. Uh, looked like he threw the ball downfield a little more, and just looked a lot better. It's kind of, Jordan Love is exactly what I seen in Utah. You make some throws, where you're like, "Holy shit, that was wow!" And then the other throws, it's in the stands, like, "What are you doing?" Or severely underthrown, or "What are you thinking?" So he's gonna continue to be sporadic, in my opinion. And this line doesn't do him any favors. He does not have a good offensive line. We'll, we'll continue to see, I think, the highs and lows of Jordan Love. And we're going to find out, is he going to be the guy that the Packers go with forward, or are they going to move on? In my opinion, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, Biggie is a big Packers fan, and I think he kind of more believes that they will go offensive line and uh, we might see another year here out of Jordan Love. Now, this is a 24 class that has a ton of quarterbacks. How far does, you know, McCarthy's kind of been a name that's been rising on boards, but will he be a first-round pick? 
Uh, you know, you got Michael Penix, who possible Heisman winner. Uh, could he fall because he's a little bit older and has a big list of injuries? We'll see. Jordan loves a player that I'm not necessarily pursuing. If I can get out for a, uh, just say really any first, I think I'm out. I think I'm more leaning out on Jordan Love, but he could very easily get another shot. But I don't think he's a guy that's just going to come out and completely tear it up. I think he's just going to be sporadic, and that screams back up to me. So that's my opinion on Jordan Love. Uh, Christian Watson worry meter is banging, banging at a 10. I am very, very concerned with Christian Watson, uh, a player that, you know, had some really highs with Aaron Rodgers, couldn't really stay healthy, but had a little stretch there where he was just absolutely tearing it up and, uh, really thought he could be the alpha here in green Bay, but you know, I blame a little bit on Jordan Love where he has guys beat, but there's also plays where Christian Watson drops a ball. Uh, he's always hurt. So if you can get a spike game out of Christian Watson, I'm moving on. I'm really moving on. And I've been a big Jaden Reed fan. Had a great game, 5 for 84 and a touchdown. Wasn't the biggest Romeo Dobbs fan. And this is where I thought Jaden Reed could possibly be that number two guy to Christian Watson, but. I don't know. I mean, it looks like Romeo Dobbs, uh, who I've, you know, really came to kind of like. He's a really good possession type receiver, a uh, good red zone threat as well. And I've always been a big fan of Luke Musgrave. So I think we could easily see this be uh, the Jaden Reed, Romeo Dobbs slash Luke Musgrave show here at receivers. And uh, Christian Watson could be the odd man out. Dontavian Wicks is a player that. Wasn't in love with this film. He's a guy that's super, super fast, but had a lot of drops, which is kind of the same problems that Christian Watson had in college was the drops. But, uh, you know, he could maybe even step into a role and be a little bit relevant here. We'll see. I mean, Christian Watson, I am very worried. He has that spike game. I'm, mo I'm personally moving on, and I highly suggest that for all of you. On the other side of the ball here, just real quick, Kenny Pickett. I just think he's a little bit more athletic of a Zach Wilson. <laughs> and that's a bad comp, right? I mean, Zach Wilson's been absolute trash. Uh, I'm just not big on Kenny Pickett. Now, I'm not saying it's all Kenny Pickett's fault. Uh, Matt Canada cannot call plays. How Dorsey was fired out of Buffalo and Matt Canada still has a job is unbelievable to me. I think Dorsey could run laps around Canada, but... Uh, he's going to be there the rest of the year. We are establishing a bit of a ground game here. Uh, it's more of a 50-50 split. There was reports that came out Jalen Warren has been named a starter. Uh, I think this is good news to go out by Najee Harris. This is last year on Najee on his contract. And Najee Harris has and always will be the goal line back. Now, if you box score stat it, you're going to see they both had a touchdown. Well, Jalen Warren is a one-cut runner who is very fast but could easily break one. I mean, we've seen it in the preseason, and we've seen it in the last couple of weeks where he's broken off, you know, like a 15-yard, 15, 20-yard 15 run. So he's capable of taking it to the house. But if they're inside the five, it's Najee Harris's territory, and he sniffs the end zone, and he will find it. The upcoming of Broderick Jones. Now, Broderick Jones has been in, uh, our first-round pick out of Georgia. 
uh, has been great. He's been real great, and he's really helped this offense get a little bit of a push here uh, to cre- create and establish a running game. Jalen Warren, over 100 yards. Um, Najee Harris at 82. So Najee's game, he, he ain't going to bust an 80, 90-yard run. That's not his game. He is. He's going to pound it, pound it, and Jalen Warren may be the one to bust it, but Najee Harris, if they don't score, will be down in that red zone. You can guarantee it. So it's going to be interesting to see if Najee stays a Pittsburgh Steeler. What do they do? Do they sign him? Do they tag him? If they tag him, does he play? Is he traded? Does he go somewhere else? It, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting offseason here in Pittsburgh, but uh I still think Hajay is a very, very, very good back. And he's he's being discounted way too much. So go out and knock on doors and try to get Najee Harris on your team. More of maybe a rebuilder. And just know that there could be a little bit of conflict here in the offseason where he could be a possible set out. And if you don't want to deal with that, you don't want to see the news, don't go out and buy him because this could very easily become a situation here. Uh, Let's jump into the Tennessee and Tampa Bay game. Uh, This was a Vita Vey versus Jeffrey Simmons matchup. Uh, If you all know any of my work, I'm a big Vita Vey fan. And I really like Jeffrey Simmons, too. I like them big defensive tackles, just run stoppers and just tough guys. It's kind of kind of what I love to see. Levis here uh, was under a lot of pressure. It kind of looked like Kentucky all over again, in my opinion. Only a third start, though. This doesn't determine his career. So I know I've been a little bit higher on Levis, and I think you know, a lot of a lot of the Dynasty DNA crew has been for the most part. Uh, we know that that arm is special. Decision making can be a little bit, a little bit underwhelming at times. But he's a rookie, and I do think things can get better. And uh, you know, if there's still any market out there to acquire Will Levis, uh, I'm still I'm still knocking on doors. I'd still go up a late first. I overpaid a little bit to make sure I had him in case he took off very well you know still could i mean i'm I'm not out don't be out home ho levis i still think i personally would trade bryce young for him straight up i know it seemed might seem a little bit crazy i'm more out on young than i would be on will levis this is a rebuilding team they put good draft capital in them the first pick in the second round and this, uh, well, I guess technically second, Pittsburgh, and there was the, uh, they got rid of the pick or whatever, but Pittsburgh had Chicago's number one pick in the second round. But anyways, that doesn't matter. It's still very high capital, and this is going to be, I believe who the Titans are going to roll with next year, and we'll see. We'll see. Um, I'm still excited for Will Levis. Also an athlete, too. He can He can run around a little bit, so I'd like to see them do that with him, actually. Uh, let's go ahead. Let's jump on to the other side. And, well, this counted for both sides. Neither team, that's why I said about the whole Vita Vea, Jeffrey Simmons, neither team could really get anything going on the ground. You know, Rashad White really kind of saved you with his touchdown, his two catches, 47 yards, and a touchdown. And, boy, Rashad White, to me, is just a good buy. He's somebody that fits a criteria. We talked on the Dynasty DNA main show. Toot sees at least 70% of snaps, you know, every week and uh, just always catches passes. I mean, 
only only had uh, three targets this week, but usually sees at least three, four, five, that four to five target range. And uh, that's what we want to see. We want to see running backs that, you know, I've always said, is Alvin Kamara really the best between the tackles? No, but he is still very viable in a pass game. And that's Rashad White. I mean, I'm not saying it's Alvin Kamara. We compared him to the, what was it, cherry Coke of Alvin Kamara. Uh, or the Diet Coke, whatever you want to say. I can't remember. It might have even been Pepsi. But either way, Rashad White, I mean, I think he can be acquired for a late first. And I would highly suggest to do that. I mean, they're going to continue to use a heavy dose of him here. And uh, had real tough matchups at the beginning of the year. Does see some nicer matchups coming up. Now, I know he has Sam Fran this week. It's going to be a little bit tougher, but we'll see. Uh, Indy, Carolina, Green Bay, but whenever you're not really the main guy, we're not really worried about between the tackles. We want to just continue to see them catches, and, and hopefully he gets in the end zone. And that's something that's hard to predict touchdowns. I've always said that. It's really hard to predict them. Let's see. Mike Evans just continues. He should have had two touchdowns, only had one, but 143 yards of touchdown just continues to be a monster. Uh, this is a guy that Baker just loves to chuck it up to. I know Moss in a league is trying to move Mike Evans, and he can't even get a late first. So if you're contending, I would I would go out and try to see what you can get Mike Evans for. I really would. I mean, he's going to continue to have games. Now, he does have some tougher matchups coming up, but the guy that goes down the field, throw it up to him and let him go get it. I mean... One thing that I will say about Mike Evans, though, he has, uh, let's see, seven touchdowns on the year. So, Or, I'm sorry, six. He has six touchdowns on the year. So, will he continue to see a large amount of touchdowns here? They're so hard to predict. There could be a little bit regressions. But I still could see him getting close to 100 yards week in and week out. I still see him catching four to five balls week in and week out. And the touchdowns just could be a little extra cream on top. He's just a really good contender buy here, especially if you can get him for like, you get him for two seconds. I would love to do that. I mean, Mike Evans, Mike Evans could win you the ship. We know that he can go off at any given week. Um, on the other side, Kyle Phillips uh, just continues to be a bit of a good stash player. I know it's a guy that uh, my boy Preston Evans, uh, he likes him. That's a Preston Evans guy here, and you know, good slot guy, back-to-back 60-yard game. So, I mean, maybe people were a little too focused on DeAndre Hopkins, and Kyle Phillips could end up being a nice little stash here. And uh, don't ever see him being nothing crazy, but hell, I mean, if you have him, keep him, keep him on your taxi if you can. I believe he was a rookie last year out of Notre Dame, yeah. So... Guy that maybe we'll we'll see what happens. Maybe him and Levis decide to have they have a little chemistry here, and uh, you know DeAndre Hopkins is starting to get a little bit older, so never never going to be an outside guy, just mainly a slot guy. And same with Tajay, another good stash. I still hold firm that I would pay a late first for Tajay Spears. I'm still holding on that. Guy's so electric. I mean, if you just watch him play, he's so fun to watch and. And they get stuff going here in Tennessee. We could see Tajay really, really take off, and it's going to be exciting. 
Jumping into the Atlanta-Arizona game, I thought Kyler Murray looked pretty good for his first game back. Uh, running around, kind of looked like old Kyler. They did make Clayton Toon, the sacrificial lamb, once again, where uh, they were at the one-yard line. And I don't blame him. I mean, you're paying Kyler all this money. Are you trying to showcase him? Uh, or are you trying to keep him? It doesn't even matter. You don't want him to get hurt after this whole you know, fiasco that's happened with him and finally getting him back. But Clayton Toon did go in at the one with the little tush-push or whatever the hell they call it and uh, did get in from the one. Uh, they also got James Conner back, and I thought Conner looked pretty good as well. He 16 for 73, nothing special, but you know, I just went out and traded for James Conner. Um, another good buy, I think, here for a contender that, you know, these guys, uh, Keontae Ingram got to go, DeMarcado got to go, just didn't really do anything. But James, James Conner is going to be the bell cow here, I mean first week back and still seeing 63 percent of snaps i don't think that that goes down i think that only goes up so and even more opportunities with a guy like kyler murray who is going to move the ball so go out and try to get james connor for contending teams trey mcbride uh, he's been on the verge of a breakout and we're seeing it i mean kyler's another guy that really likes to target the tight end uh, Josh Dobbs as, as well, as we all know. But, I mean, he goes 8 for 131 here. Just a another phenomenal game. Nine targets. He's already seen a high against Baltimore. He had 14 targets. Very slow start to the year whenever Zach Ertz was on the field. But Zach Ertz is a little older and on IR. I, I think this is a great – you kind of missed your window to buy, Trey. But if you have him, I'd be really excited because I think he could be featured in this offense, and I think this would be a fun offense to watch. This is an offense that I've said before I really want to buy into before the hype comes up. Like, everybody wanted to part of Detroit's offense before, well, as it was Detroit's offense. Now, it was too late. The prices were too high. So let's try to get in on, you know, this young coach and, and Gannon here and, and try to get in on this offense. So on the other side of the ball, I think it's all safe to say I, I fired up B. John Robinson in, in DFS, and he he did good. He was solid. I wish he would have got his 100. That would have been in DraftKings, three, three extra points. But he did go 22 for 95 and a touchdown. He's so good. <laughs> he, he's so good. If there was any opportunity to buy lower, I don't think there was, but he's so good. He just glides. He glides as a runner. He's so fun to watch. Honestly, and I've said it before, I think he looks better in the NFL as a runner than he did at Texas. He's just so smooth. Another injury here, though, Taylor Heineke, the hamstring injury. Uh, Falcons won't name a starter till after their bye, so we could see Desmond Ritter back in. Now, Desmond Ritter back in, I think, could hurt the ground game a little bit. We already seen him poach one, three carries, 11 yards, and a touchdown where he did get in. Or Heineke's not as much of a runner. I mean, let's be honest. But I, we'll see what happens. Uh, hamstrings can linger, so it wouldn't surprise me if we do see Desmond Ritter. But you, you still want Bijan Robinson. This is dynasty. I mean, redrafts, you're a little disappointed. But, you know, things could be starting to really turn around here. We know this is an Arthur Smith problem, and it's just not, it's not a... Bijan problem right 
So, yeah, I still want him. Uh, check your waiver wire for Ritter because he does have the upside of getting in the end zone. It's not ever. It's not usually pretty, but Ritter has thrown for 300 yards, I believe, twice this year. Go on to the Lions and Chargers game. Boy, was this a fun game to watch. Uh, we got two quarterbacks dueling it out. And a, <laughs> I guess you could say a lot of the run game, too, here for Detroit. The big question is, too, was David Montgomery out? I tend to believe that he was. I believe it was like a 75-yard touchdown run. However it was, it was very close. It, Brandon Staley, it, how long is he going to be there? I, if I was a Chargers fan, I'm pissed. Like, I'm... I'm livid over this. I can't believe that he's still there. Uh, I don't know how you roster a defense like this and even, you know, knock on the defensive coordinator. I don't know how you have guys on this defense that allow 41 points. It's just not good. Not good at all. I know Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen single-handedly tried to take over this game. Allen was the wide receiver one this week. Had 14 targets and uh, 11 for 175. And two touchdowns, but is banged up. Uh, shoulder, I do believe it's his shoulder, and I think his other shoulder is banged up as well. So not, not good for Keenan here. He's considered day-to-day. And, uh, you know, he's getting a little bit older. Still playing at a very high level, but when you're being relied on, Josh Palmer obviously on IR, and Quentin Johnston just very underperformed here. Relying on guys like Jalen Guyton. It's just not not a good scene. We'll, we'll see. Keep an eye on Keenan Allen. Obviously, you're starting Justin Herbert no matter what. But it's disappointing if Keenan Allen is to miss next week or any any amount of time. So let's go ahead. Let's jump on to the other side uh, of the ball here. And, boy, Jameer Gibbs got down to the one or two twice. And I'm sure... You were like me. You had your ass cheeks clinched together. Is David Montgomery? Is it David Montgomery? But no. Uh, David Montgomery was in some, but didn't get in. Jameer Gibbs got in twice inside uh, the red zone there. It was nice to see them not trot out a Craig Reynolds or a David Montgomery uh, where Gibbs did all the dirty work. So if you have Gibbs, that is a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel for some hope here. We know he's talented. We all know that. We all know what he can he can break away in any given play, but it's just nice to actually see him get to touchdown as well, right? 14 for 77, two touchdowns. And uh, Montgomery, like I said, a lot of his points came off that big 75-yard touchdown run. So both offenses performed very well, in my opinion. And uh, it almost seems like there's still like somewhat of a stink on Almond Ross St. Brown. I mean, I don't know what all this guy has to do to prove how damn good he is. I mean, he just produces week in and week out. He's a complete target hog. I mean, that's just all he does is produce and uh, just doesn't really get the respect. I don't, I don't think he deserves uh, at the beginning of the season. I thought maybe, you know, is he a little overvalued possibly, but man, I, now I'm starting to kind of lean the other way. I think he's a little undervalued. So Still, I he just don't don't get the respect. Doesn't get the respect he deserves. Let's hop into this Dallas and uh, New York Giants game. <laughs> the spread was seventeen. 
as they mentioned on the double coverage DFS show, and I agree, it was almost like a college spread. I mean, 17 points. I still, still smashed the over, smashed the over, and ended up being 17 to 49. So if you did that, you definitely hit. And uh, just the New York Giants are the worst team in football right now. They are, and they're rolling with uh, DeVito, who 17 points, but some dirty, dirty points there at the end. I believe it's to Sterling Shepard uh, inside. I think it was like at the one. I don't know. I can't remember. It's a horrible game. Uh, if you're a Giants fan, I do. The Giants are kind of like a, a team that I like, but like I said, just the worst team right now. Their defense can't stop anything. Offense sucks. I mean, what do you really want on the Giants? I mean, it's basically Saquon Barkley, and I don't think he's a New York Giant next year. I think he moves on. This is the team that needs a major rebuild, a major reset. Will Daniel Jones even be healthy to start the season? Just, they're dealing with so many injuries, but no excuses. I mean, they're just putting on you know, a, a bad show week in and week out. Dable, somebody that won head coach of the year last year, and just this whole everything's just taking a huge step backwards. So really unfortunate. You know, and it actually seemed like it could have been kind of close until about eight minutes left in the second quarter, and it just, you knew it was going to get ugly fast. So Dallas, they, they do beat up on some bad teams like this. They just keep throwing. I mean, even Cooper Rush came in, and they were still gunning. I <laughs> don't really understand that, but they were. Dak, 300-plus pass yards last three games, four-plus touchdowns. And uh, the last two of the three games is Dak for real. Uh, we're really seeing Dak just take a step forward here. And uh, quarterback six on the year does have some really nice matchups coming up. I mean, Carolina, uh, they can be beat. They can be beat. Uh, Washington, he should smash. Seattle, I think he should smash. And he already has against Philadelphia. Buffalo, we've seen them be beat and Miami, I think, would be a shootout. That's a playoff game. Buffalo, Miami, and Detroit are all playoff games. And Detroit uh, just giving up a shit ton of yards and over 400 to Justin Herbert. So Dak does have a bit of a favorable schedule here coming up. And uh, there was an opportunity to buy low. I've just never been the biggest Dak fan. But as a contender, I think you really want Dak on your team. I think he could end up being a top top six guy here to continue going forward i mean they're gonna throw that's just what they have been doing they're gonna continue i think a lot of that has to do with i, I don't know i mean tony pollard has not looked good and i've came out and said i tony pollard has some really good matchups i'm really excited about tony pollard but going back and watching it i thought rico Dwaddle looked more explosive i don't know if it's an ankle thing i don't i don't know I mean, he's not. He hasn't been in the end zone on the ground since Week One against the Giants, where he got in twice, and uh, hasn't had a touchdown since. And uh, does have a 122-yard game on the ground here, but other than that, very, very underperforming. Uh, gets Carolina, gives up a lot of the run. Washington does as well. So he has a couple get-right games where he could really take off. But I'm nervous about Tony Pollard. Very nervous. So I bought him for a late first in a couple leagues. Uh, not not really not really loving it. 
do like the schedule, but we'll see what happens here with Tony Pollard. But if you do have him, if Rico Dwaddle is on your waiver wire, I would highly suggest to pick him up. Dallas does this. Now, his touchdown was more in garbage time, but Dallas does this where they had Zeke and Tony Pollard uh, was the 1B to Zeke. And then now it's Tony Pollard's show. Could Dwaddle end up by the end of the season being the 1B to Zeke? I think there is a possibility. I really do. So let's go ahead. Uh, jump into the next game here. Washington and Seattle. Uh, smash matchups for both quarterbacks. Uh, Sam Howell, man. Quarterback three through 10 weeks. Who had that on the bingo card? Sam Howell's somebody I gave a lot of disrespect to at the beginning of the season. And I think he's a product of a very bad defense, but he's not afraid to sling it. I know a lot of Washington fans are upset. He takes a lot of sacks, but this guy's going to continue to put up fantasy points. I mean, with a bad defense uh, and a gunslinger mentality that Sam Howell has, and, and let's not get it let's not get it twisted. Sam Howell, I think, is going to be the quarterback next season. I've said this last week, maybe even the week before. Price just continues to go up. So if you could have got him for a late first, I, I still don't mind that. Still don't mind. I wouldn't go out and pay a ton. I mean, this is a guy that they're not really tied to. They don't have significant draft capital in. Uh, we all know Ron Rivera should and could and probably will be out. Um, so uh, we'll see. Uh, could Eric Bieniemy become the head coach? I think that's a good possibility. And I think you know I, I've put a lot of disrespect on Eric Bieniemy's name, and I think he's done a good job. Uh, so Sam Howell's thrown for 300 plus yards four times this year and 290 twice. So like I said, the gunslinger mentality. And with a bad defense, that just screams points for our fantasy teams. And we're, we will see it. Continue to see it here. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Ken Walker, 48% snap share. Charbonnet, a 52% snap share. Uh, now Walker did have the long 64-yard touchdown catch. And, uh, I mean, we, we see inefficiencies out of Ken Walker at times, but just know he is very capable of breaking one off on any given play. So I'm still in on Ken Walker. Zach Charbonnet, we'll see. He's not somebody I'm huge on. Uh, he has a Najee Harris-type build where he isn't going to necessarily bust a big one, I don't believe. He's just more of a smasher. And uh, that could be more good news for Ken Walker, honestly, if he smashes up the line a little bit and Ken Walker runs through it. Now, we, we still want to see Ken Walker take majority of the snaps. Let's not get that wrong. So we'll continue with something to monitor. We'll all watch and see. So uh, Then JSN had three catches right away at the beginning of the game. It looked like a JSN smash game where he really breaks out and just just does really nothing after, right? I mean, he had four catches uh, on five targets for 53 yards. So where it looked like it was going good, it ended up being a little bit of a disappointment there for jsn so still hold him strong in dynasty uh he's shown me enough where i think he's going to be a very good receiver here in the league but when you're behind you know guys like tyler lockett who are just so damn good and dk metcalf it's, it's hard it's hard but when called upon jsn has stepped up uh let's jump into the new york jets and the las vegas raiders game here uh raiders back-to-back -back wins here o'connell will continue to be the starter then we're going to see a heavy dose of josh jacobs has been looking a little bit better 
Uh, I'm still nervous because we haven't seen a lot out of Josh Jacobs, and I'm afraid that if O'Connell's just very bad, do they stack boxes? We'll see. We'll see, but he will see a heavy dose of carries and a player that's going to see 75-plus percent of snaps. And uh, I don't know if he's ever going to get the catches like he did with Derek Carr, but you know, he, he still gets in the end zone. We'll We'll have some nice games here. Going to the other side of the ball here real quick. Uh, Brees, as I just said about Jacobs, is seeing stack boxes and the line's bad. And Zach Wilson's bad, and that's why he's seeing these stacked boxes. So don't completely panic on Brees, guys. I mean, he is a very good player, very good at catching the football. And Aaron Rodgers came out, said he expects to be back. I believe he said mid-December, the December line. Uh, this is a team here that has such a good defense that Zach Wilson can't get it done, and I don't know why they still don't just run Brees more. I mean, why is Zach Wilson throwing 39 times? I, I've i never been a Nathaniel Hackett fan. I've had this talk with Big E off air. I think he's a very bad coordinator, a very bad coach, and uh, he was here because of Aaron Rodgers. So this is... Uh, uh, that doesn't help Zach Wilson at all either. Not saying Zach Wilson's good because I think he sucks, but uh, that game a little bit underwhelming at twelve to sixteen score. But Antonio Pierce, like I've said before, he just brings back life to these Raiders. Old school Compton guy. It's nice to see that fresh of breath air for the Raiders. So I'm happy for you Raiders guys. I know I talked a lot of that shit at the beginning of the season, but. This is why. I mean, this is why McDaniels wasn't your guy and you're getting a fresh start here. So it's something to look forward to. Take the small victories. Hopefully he continues to be the guy. I, I really like this guy. I think he could be a hell of a coach here. And I just I love his attitude and winning back to back games here. Uh, going to the Denver and Buffalo game. What a crazy finish, right? The Bills, though, very sloppy. As I mentioned, uh, Ken Dorsey was fired. Uh, did see him freak the fuck out in that uh, little offensive little box upstairs. I don't know why guys sat up there. I think that's so stupid. You're a coach. Get on the field. Talk to your guys. Don't call them or whatever. Get on the field. But did, did have a bit of a freak out moment up there, and Bills released him of his services. So we'll see how that goes. Is that the first domino? Uh, you know, to this this crazy, crazy. Uh, I don't know what you want to call it with the Bills. I mean, they're five and five. They're five hundred. You know, the Broncos. I think everybody just remembers this Miami getting beat by so many points. You know, dropping what seventy. It's the the Broncos been playing tough. I mean, they went in and beat Patrick Mahomes, who was sick. Bills kind of lost this game, but. This is kind of more of the Bills screwing up more than the Broncos winning. But, hey, been playing better football, and that's all that counts. They got they got two Ws in a row. But, I mean, we, got, we can't just blame it all on Josh Allen, which, look, Josh Allen's making some boneheaded plays. But and I talked to TJ about this, too. Like, you know, Josh Allen reminds me of a guy like, well, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger. Ben did this kind of stuff, too, in Pittsburgh where – he made plays where you throw down your stuff. What are you doing, Ben? I mean, you're pissed off. But he also made some of them same throws where you're 
smile and hugging each other, being like, "How do you do it? How do you do it?" And it, that's what you get out of these guys. They are, they make throws like this, and sometimes they work, and sometimes they don't. It's just the way it is, and you gotta, you live and die by it. And that's kind of Josh Allen's game. And uh, I don't want him to change that, and I don't think a lot of Bills fans do because he can, uh, he can make some really, really crazy throws. He's got the god ability in his arm just to be able to do that. But I mean, Gabe Davis, the one off his hands, where Allen just chucked it in there, hit off his hands, and Justin Simmons, Merry Christmas, was picked off. James Cook fumbling. I mean, he had to fumble at the beginning of the game, then he's running down the field and fumbles a ball, and it goes right back to I just weird i mean they were bad plays uh and then to to lose a game they have i believe it was a 12 man on the field at the end of the game when they ran out and missed denver missed a kick spoiler alert if you haven't watched it and uh the 12 people on the field and they got to kick it again and won the game so i mean they just kind of shot themselves in the foot can't blame it all on josh this was a can't even just blame it on the offense. I mean, right there with the defense, that's just not good. You know, you got to close out these games. I do think James Cook is talented. Fumbling has been a problem. We've seen him benched, uh, was it last year against the Rams where he fumbled and was put in the doghouse right away? Uh, Latavius Murray, we got to remember, he's a very good pass pro player. And uh, we know the Bills love to throw the ball, so you're going to see a lot of Latavius Murray at the goal line, and uh, you're going to see some Latavius Murray you know, in the shotgun, which sucks because James Cook, that's kind of what he was known for. It wasn't between the tackles. He's a great pass catcher, but if they're not looking to throw to James Cook, you could see some Latavius Murray on the field to pick up some of that pass pro to help Allen get that little bit of extra time. Dalton Kincaid, tight end 11 right now. How do we feel about Dawson Knox coming back? Because that was something that kind of really, you know, hurt Dalton Kincaid there towards the beginning of the year. Uh, taking some of that red zone work away, uh, getting them touchdowns and stuff. So, I, you know, Dalton Kincaid at tight end 11, I think we'll take a bit of a hit here whenever, whenever Knox does come back. And, you know, Knox is kind of like an Allen guy, too. Now, let's not take anything away from Dawson Knox. He's a rookie and has looked, you know, just absolutely sensational. I'm really happy with it, but uh, just something to keep in the back of your mind that, that Dawson Knox will be coming back. Could take away a little bit of work, but this is Dynasty, and we definitely want Kincaid, but maybe that's when we strike on Kincaid. We can't strike now. I mean, he just had another touchdown. Uh, he's been playing so good, so maybe that's when we try to try to acquire them Denver Broncos like I said been playing great football and uh we'll see they minimal turnovers on offense and their defense has been been creating them and uh we'll continue to see what happens with that whole situation uh end up who do they got next week here they have Minnesota who Minnesota has been doing what a job with Josh Dobbs so got to take that that could end up being a really good game in my opinion so that's a little bit of a little bit of a review here uh, i just wanted to kind of give my thoughts on this you know, week 10 uh, make sure you listen to the dynasty dna show we we talk a lot of you know just pies like we're really trying to help people win here and uh, put themselves in position to win 
And uh, that that's the main goal here. I mean, it ain't necessarily to, you don't want to trade, you know, Bijan Robinson for, you know, a guy that's taken off. Uh, Travis Etienne's been playing. That, that's just a bad trade. Like, we don't want to do nothing like that, but we want to be able to find maybe the Jerome Fords are going to help us win at a good cost. Uh, that's That's really our goal here is to, look and establish players that you know really put us in the best situation to win at a minimal cost with minimal risk and we're going to continue to provide that for you guys and uh it's going to be fun it's going to be real fun here and uh i really appreciate everybody tuning in like i said solo this week we'll see maybe i'll try to have on uh i'll talk to some people i'm going to try to have a guest on here next week so thank you guys for tuning in Make sure to check out the Dynasty DNA main show. Make sure to leave five-star reviews. Uh, leave some feedback. We always appreciate it. And it's just been so fun to do this and, and interact with everybody. So good luck in your Week 11 matchups, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Good luck. <laughs>